0: I'm, here, I'm, here, I'm here. hello and happy thursday to all out there welcome into the phly phillies podcast jamie lynch renee washington tyler Zuli with you on this frigid cold thursday here in philadelphia tomorrow a uh, winter advisory uh it is in place and all it makes me think about day after day after day after day is clearwater florida and Renee yeah. has the uh, the scoreboard up here.
2: Trying to avoid this. We the got 70 glare. days
0: till opening day, 26 days until February 14th. So there's your early Valentine's Day reminder as well uh, until pitchers and catchers report. And then February 19th, the full squad reports. Uh, so we are at least 26 days away from seeing warmth and sunshine on our television screens mm. as we obsessively uh, talk about Philly spring training.
2: I'm just ready for some warmth on my skin, Jamie. Yeah. It's time. I'm, I, I hate I'm sick of moisturizing cold. every day. Well, I still moisturize in the summer. I but don't just as differently. much. Yeah, definitely not as much. But I just, I'm tired of being cold. That feeling of like the cold air just snacking you just in the face. And only started. It's just brutal. I'm, I'm I'm over it, and I'm ready. And I'm also just annoyed by the fact that it's it's still icy out on the sidewalks. I'm just going oh, to continue go. complaining about I that. I obtained
0: 70 pounds of salt this morning because my, my driveway was like black ice, and I have Thank mother-in-laws you. and mothers walking around and can't have that. So exactly. I had to, they it's, were sold out yesterday, hazard. so I got some today, but it makes me think of Clearwater. And if you want to join us, go to allphly.com, <laughs> uh, Philly Sports Trip is making a trip down there, uh, and we're going to be a part of it. And hopefully, if you're able and and capable, uh, we'd love to see you down there. Uh, But let's get to the Philly stuff. Uh, Our buddy Absolutely Hammered is going to join us at 1230. We have a down on the farm report. We got Guess That Swing. And one of our diehards gave us today's Daily Positivity. Uh, So a lot to get to today. Uh, But we'll start with the caption of the show, which is John Heyman. And John Heyman uh, I think of all the reporters out there, John is the most, let me just throw everything at the wall. You can't <laughs> prove me wrong. It's always
2: potentially Something possible. Maybe. Will, yeah.
0: <laughs> Basically, any free agent left with a big market club that's competing and willing to spend, if you say there's a possibility, they, this, the Phillies have interest, and that's what John Hammond did with Josh Hader yesterday, says there's a possibility that the Phillies and Hader could still make sense, although the Yankees seem to be uh, first on most people's guest list. Uh, John Heyman, again, ties the Phillies into another, uh, we call it slop uh, on the internet world, just some some Philly slop to the piggies, uh, come over to the trough and eat it up.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think for, for Josh Hader, we've heard a lot about the Rangers as a potential landing spot. There have been other reports that have come out and talking about The Phillies in that mix as well as the Dodgers, Cubs, Yankees uh, also as good fits. I know there was a a reporter from CBS who's if I find his name really quickly on my page, uh, R.J. Anderson of CBS Sports predicted the Phillies. You know, there's it's just speculation at this point. It's all we've got. Um, But I do think when I there was a breakdown of why each club is a good fit for Josh Hader and that part was pretty intriguing to me. Um, because I mean, I think he makes you know, sense. It here. does make sense. Yeah. If you Ignore
0: him being a Jo,
1: um, Right. And
2: I think it comes down to, because a lot of people in the chat, um, that we've, as we talked about Josh Hader over past episodes has noticeably not liked Josh Hader. And we've brought up Josh Hader, AKA haterades comments back in the day. And it's, it's good. concerning. It's not good at all. It's uh, very concerning, but it's like, would you rather, what would you rather have? Would you rather have him be on another team and they have to deal with that um what do you out what do you outweigh the talent or the the comments and trying to hope that he is a different guy and a better person so
0: I yeah, mean, i'm not really buying I it i think i think this is john hayman just going hey philly fans they respond to stuff online <laughs> uh josh Hader, yep <laughs> i like i, I just I, part of me you know hopes they upgrade the team in in any way possible but part of me also goes okay until this actually happens uh, yeah um, I'm kind of haymand out a little bit here.
2: I am because John John Heyman's Tweets, exactly as you mentioned there's always in there he does a really oh, yeah. good job of oh, yeah. like dropping news but not dropping news uh-huh. and updates it's always you know maybe this is a good mm-hmm. fit they could potentially be the front runner yeah could possibly the favorite possibly. or in the in the mix oh, in yeah. the classic love a good phrase in the, in the mix because i'm like what is in the mix that yeah. could be anything i'm in the mix to win the lottery yeah everybody here as, in the know, chat
0: is in the mix with the show today all,
2: right you guys are all in the mix yeah. so i mean so in the, the mix it's kind of like a just a lofty, fluffy way of saying I don't really know, but I've—it's possible. Anything is possible. So yeah, I do feel like, to be honest, though, Texas. Yes, um, and we're going to see him in Texas. I think. That's, yeah, I think that's a me, real makes makes possibility. Maybe sense.
0: the Yankees too, if they—if they decide they need another push in move. Uh, Mickey Darkin in the chat is asking, do agents help fuel this type of fire too? Oh, one thousand oh, percent. Absolutely, uh, Mickey. John Heyman is getting that from Josh Hader's agent, who maybe feels like he needs the Yankees to up their offer, the Rangers to ding, hang ding, theirs, ding, ding, ding. and goes, oh, yeah, well, he can't rule out the Phillies because uh, they're a possibility. So, yes, uh, you can tell which agents are usually uh, puppeteering which mm-hmm. reporters. Um, and John Heyman is typically tied to Scott Boris a lot. Uh, Bob Nightingale uh, has been tied to some others. So like exactly. once you kind of learn the game, you can kind of know which agents are work- working, which reporters.
2: Yeah. And let's be honest, Yankees with the need for having, first of all, they look like they're initially going after a starting pitcher and then possibly a reliever uh, Rangers after having a, a awful season last year. I saw rankings of them bottom of the league and save percentage from the eighth inning on, uh, they definitely could use Josh Hader, but they haven't none. Neither of these teams have been actively, <laughs> It seems like making the push, especially yeah. for the Yankees. Haters kind of their backup option. So to your point, Mickey, and as you're mentioning, Jamie, there's there's the game within the game. This is all about, hey, you know what? It's been a little bit quiet on the hater market. Let's spice things up a bit. Let's j- throw out some other teams, because as we know, human nature, naturally, we want what we can't have. And the more that you feel like you're, you know, oh, wow, other people want Josh. Now we're going to go after Josh. It's just it's all like it's, a, it's all a dance. It's all. a,
0: a Yeah. And uh, a couple of comments in the chat. Uh, <laughs> CMC, I think that's Chris McCall, maybe? Uh, anyway, he said, wasn't he the one that said he was <laughs> headed to Toronto? No, that was John Morosi who got that one wrong. John Morosi did he have Soyotani
2: going to Toronto, making but, a pit stop first.
0: But he got that from an agent who was pushing the Dodgers into a decision. Uh, and then the other one said, uh, <laughs> this is a great Bill Matz quote You'll never it. go broke. Picking or poking Philly fans, (laughs) Bill Matz. Yes, I mean, I do think there's a lot to our our insatiable appetite for rumors and news about our teams. And reporters know that. And people that write stories know that. And ESPN.com and Fox Sports and, you know, Bleacher Reports, they all know that we're sick in the head. Uh, We're here on a Thursday afternoon talking Phillies baseball.
2: This is why Philly sports games often get flexed and moved into
0: primetime. This is why our sickness they prey on. Yeah, even literally,
2: even when the the Eagles got knocked out of the playoffs, um, there was a a tweet that came out from the league, and it was like three of the top teams in the league with a social media following are no longer in the playoffs. And, of course, the Eagles beat one, the Cowboys beat another. Um, But they know. The numbers, the ratings don't lie Mm -hmm. between – whether it's social media traction or ratings for TV,
0: so yeah, they they know. Okay, you know what? It's been a little quiet. Let's let's poke the Phillies a little bit. Yeah, hypothetical man wants some Reese Hoskins news. Uh, there's still oh, none there, but I, I did see somebody last night. Uh, what was I reading? Was it The Athletic or was it <clears throat> somebody said the best fit for Reese is actually the San Francisco Giants?
2: That's what we heard. We talked about that on what's today? Thursday? Tuesday? Uh, because now it seems like the Giants might be looking at Blake Snow and Reese Hoskins, allegedly. Um, But there's Reese Hoskins for a lot of people, what keeps coming out, and this is why we haven't heard anything, is he's their plan B. But he seems like the plan B to Showtime and Naga, meaning they're prioritizing other moves first Mm -hmm. and then Reese Hoskins. And so now we're just stuck waiting but uh yeah n- seems like nobody's actively feeling the need to urgently sign reese they're trying to get those other signings done but they're remaining in contact and it's just been like a waiting game
0: yeah everybody in the chat hit that like button barbara carroll yes i did go sockless with my clogs today even in the snow disgusting um, it, it, no i took i did the trial run i took the girls to school it's disgusting and disgusting
2: it's disgusting what? and there's
0: snow on the ground Where sorry are it's socks? not cold my feet are hot
2: it's like my my brother in law was wearing flip flops. You'd be proud. Yeah, shorts, me and Jason and Kelsey flip-flops. are kindred
0: spirits. Mm-hmm. Like I want to wear flip flops. You know, I'm, eleven gl- months. I'm of surprised
2: the year. you're not wearing flip flops, actually. I'm surprised well, I like, cover the toes. Covered. It's a little windy out,
0: so <laughs> How you- I took the I took the girls to school <laughs> and I went. Oh, that actually was was fine.
2: So it's too cold for flip flops, but as long as the toes are covered yeah. in the in the clogs, uh-huh. you're good. Yeah,
3: Jamie Jamie goes from flip flops to his like air monasteries. <laughs> <laughs> when it gets when it gets cold
2: out. Meanwhile it's like I've got like shoes. my winter
0: boots on. Oh no, my Dude, feet would be sweating so- in the no,
2: it's all like warmth and oh plushiness God, on no. the inside. Cause I've got socks on, of course. Oh I almost God. wore my thick fleece socks Ew. today because I'm cold. I'm so tired of being cold. Trapping
0: your feet in those heat but boxes. If your
2: feet God. and your hands aren't warm, the rest of your body
0: is typically. Warm. I'm always I run warm. So, uh, speaking of warmth, uh, the Phillies and spring training non-roster non-ros- invitees, get excited, everybody. Whee-whee! The Ooh, Phillies got just, names. just about a half hour ago announced their non-roster invitees to spring training. Uh, and there's 15 players on the list. Here are the names. Mick Abel, big year for him. We got to find out what this kid is. It's time, Mick. <clears throat> Ryan Burr, a right-handed pitcher, a veteran of four major league seasons. Uh oh, Tyler, here's the one guy that he spent 2023 with the Tampa Bay Rays. So a non, uh, you know, minor leaguer of sorts. Uh, from their own system. Uh, so Ryan Burr gets an invite. Carlos de la Cruz, the guy who was made Roll Five eligible this year for the Phillies, big six foot six power hitting uh, outfielder slash potential first baseman. Kind of an important year for him to see if he's going to make or break it. Uh, Aramis Garcia, a catcher who's 31 years old, uh, was in Lehigh Valley last year. Here's a name we all know and love the Jetpack, Scott. Kingery gets <laughs> invited. Uh, twenty nine years old. Spent last year in Triple A, where he slashed two forty four, three twenty five, and four hundred. Uh, played basically. Uh, let's see here. They broke it down: uh, sixty four games at shortstop, thirty seven at second <clears throat> base, and eighteen in center field. Uh, Tyler and I, before the show, we're talking about it. Like, there is a good chance Scott Kingery could get some you know major league at bats this year, and he's a guy if he performs well in spring training. We were talking about like the athletics, the pirates, mm-hmm. like some of these like low down, uh, sad teams. You know, <laughs> Scott Kingery is not making twelve million dollars a year anymore, so he's he's a guy you could potentially take a shot on and hope he discovers something.
2: I know I'm that chat's like again.
0: Yeah, I don't think it means much. <laughs> I don't think you have to worry about it. But like that versatility, if he's like the last guy on the bench, I I'll be honest, I don't hate it. Like, he's not good, but somebody that can play short, second, and outfield. Would you rather
2: try with somebody else?
0: I'm all for, like... if we're talking about the last spot, we'll see. I mean... I think the question comes down to, is he
3: better than Rodolfo Castro? Yes. That's that's your question. He's at least equal to. That's your last bench spot, probably, is Rodolfo Castro slash someone else. Yeah. Because you're figuring Stubbs is on the team... Sosa's on the team. Cave's on the team. Yes. Mm -hmm. So you have probably two more bench spots. At at best, one's an outfielder, one's an infielder. Is he better than Rodolfo Castro? All right. I genuinely don't know the answer to that question. (laughs) He could also just be a camp body. Um, Yeah. So we'll
0: see.
2: A good point that John's making in the chat, too. Uh,
0: Matt Kroon, the outfielder, uh, who was in double A Reading last year. Griff McGarry, who we talked about, big year for old Griff. Tyler McKay, a right-handed pitcher. Tyler Phillips, a right-handed pitcher. Nick Podcole, an infielder, uh, spent uh, time in Double A Reading last year with the Phillies. Cody Roberts, another catcher. Jose Ruiz, uh, a veteran uh, with 212 Major League appearances, uh, was with uh, the Diamondbacks last year. White Sox prior to that. San Diego Padres prior to that. William Simonette, another catcher uh, who was a Rule 5 pick of the Phillies. Uh, Nick Snyder and Cal Stevenson. So again, you know, it's always good to have a lot of catchers in the spring training. I
2: was going to say, the breakdown, you've got three outfielders, two infielders, three catchers, and seven right-handed pitchers.
0: Yeah, with catching, so, it, it appears you just throw the widest net you can. basically, And hopefully you pull somebody <laughs> up there. Um, so there are the non-roster invitees. Obviously the big names are McGarry, Abel, Scott Kingery, um, and Carlos de la Cruz, I guess I would say. Yeah.
2: And um, so
0: we'll see what happens there. interested
2: to see what Griff McGarry is going to oh, look like. And by
0: the way, guys, I'm sorry. Drop
3: off. Pache's getting one of the other spots. Oh, uh, yes. Pache yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. I forgot about it. He's, yeah. he's getting one of the others. Uh, assuming that Rojas makes the team out of camp or it's another yeah. outfielder. Mm-hmm. So oh, it's really, you're talking about one spot. It's really one spot. Right. Yeah.
2: Want to also take this time to say hello to everybody that's in the chat. I know we've got Tyreek who just joined in saying that, uh saying hello, you change your work hours so you don't get the chance to tune in as much. Barbara's here. J- John. John, all the Johns. We've got John Cheeseborough, John Sequela. We've got the Daves in the house, Dave P., Dave Dewar. I think Dave and John are probably our two most common names that we get for uh, those of you that well, are Somebody in. was touting Mickey. their
0: 50-degree weather in North Carolina. Yeah, I think that was
2: Dave or someone was talking about. Not cool. Yeah, I, I Not saw cool. that. I did see that 50 degrees. I think degrees it was 17 nice here right today. right now. But hit that like button. Glad you guys are here uh, being able to join us today.
0: Yeah, and let me tell you about Wheelhouse Cards because Wheelhouse has two... Great locations in Wayne and Westchester. Wheelhouse is our go-to sports card gift apparel shop in the Delaware Valley. Their motto, it's cards and community because a love of sports unites us all. Brings all of us here together. Uh, They carry all your favorite card brands like Top Chrome, Baseball and Mosaic, Football, as well as t-shirts, hats and hoodies. Uh, Tons of great gear from your favorite brands like Mitchell & Ness, 47 Brand, Junk Food, Starter and Shy Vintage Sports. And if you're looking to grade your sports card collection, Wheelhouse offers PSA grading submissions. They also host a ton of different family-friendly events and birthday parties every single month. So stop into either of those two stores in Wayne or Westchester. Open seven days a week at 11 a.m. Tell them PHLY sent you. Use PHLY and get $10 off any purchase of $25 or more in-store. And be sure to give them a follow on Instagram at wheelhousecards.
2: And it was Matt Decker that was talking about the 50 degree weather down south. Well, uh, I'll be if you want to next Friday. If you're enjoying some nice weather and you want to maybe rock some great flip-flops or gear, you can oh, do so with Foco. I'll be wearing them.
0: i'll be wearing (laughs) flip-flops renee don't you worry
2: about that okay you can take advantage of all the great merchandise they have they're the leading sports and entertainment manufacturer of everything bobbleheads collectibles toys hats flip-flops slippers and socks and hoodies overalls everything they've got at foco is great we love socks we love slippers we love our feet being warm and if you do too you can take advantage of purchasing some great Footwear, hatwear, whatever it is you're looking to buy, use the code PHLY10 and get 10% off of your purchase over at FOCO. Again, our friends at FOCO who are always also dropping in different deals and giveaways and specials. They've got festive holiday specific themed merchandise, they've got sports specific for all of our teams that you want to rock. So, again, over at FOCO, use the code PHLY10 to be able to get 10% off your purchase.
0: Team uh, Sox. Yeah. Before we get to down on the farm, uh, one little piece of information. Uh, we have a, uh, a relief uh, pitcher kind of want list working here, and I think we're down to Phil Maton, Hector Neris, uh, and Robert Stevenson. Mm-hmm. And uh, Hector Neris might have just walked himself right off that list yesterday. Uh, it comes out that Hector Neris is seeking a three-year $50 million deal. Hector, Hector, Hector. Good for you. I hope you get it. Uh, a little rich for my blood.
2: Yeah. $50 million is very surprising. Um, Mark Vizen has reported that the Yankees and Rangers were emerging as front runners for Hector Naris. So, the, also in the market for Naris, just like they're in the market for Hader, seems like they've got some uh, relievers and different names they're keeping their eyes on. But that $50 million. Uh, number as he's looking to get that is something that absolutely scares some teams away. Uh, an average salary of $16.7 million would make him the second highest paid relief pitcher in major league baseball behind New York Mets closer Edwin Diaz. So, uh, you know, I don't know that Hector Naris is worth that much, um, you know, and that's what different reports are coming out saying, whoa, baby, Hector Naris is looking for a lot of money and we're not sure he's uh, really a player that's deserving of all of that but you know what shoot your shot i guess Uh, why not with all this money that's being thrown around that teams are you know negotiating with players for why not start high and then work your way back so from for that reason for negotiating purposes if he's asking for if that's his asking price for interested suitors shoot your shot hector naris pow pow
0: yeah, but, Maybe uh, some
2: air balls and some brick houses you're building, but shoot your shot.
0: I think he's pricing himself out of the Philadelphia market. That's for sure.
2: Yeah. Um, he's misjudging the market for sure.
0: Yeah. Uh, one of the other sites we use is Baseball Perspectives for our Down on the Farm report, and we'll get to that in one second. But yesterday, Baseball Perspectives, uh, we also use Fangrass and Baseball America and MLB.com, and we kind of combined them all. so many. But Baseball Perspective Prospectus released their top 100 and one prospects, uh, in major league baseball yesterday. And yesterday we had the conversation of like in Philadelphia, we have this classic case of overvaluing our <laughs> prospects, uh, because they're so few and far between when they actually work out that like when we get somebody with promise, we become like Jojo, the idiot circus boy. And, uh, you know, Tommy boy. And we get so excited. Um, there was only one Philly on their top 101 list. Yeah. And it was Andrew painter at number 19, now I would imagine Justin Crawford, uh, Mick Abel, maybe Aiden Miller are right outside that list. Like I think if you went up to one twenty, uh we haven't seen the full list, but like I would imagine some of those guys are in that range. So it's not like all doom and gloom, but anytime you have a top one hundred list and there's <laughs> what, how many teams, Tyler? 32? Thirty two? Thirty? That 30. number's
2: not great. That's not a good ratio. Not at all. No. One, because Renee, 100.
0: Uh you're the you're the math person here. 09 percent.
2: Yeah. Dang it, Tyler. I was trying to wait till he finished the question. Sorry.
0: He's at like jeopardy. You gotta you. wait
3: till the question gets asked. My wow. bad.
2: That, that's not a good uh, ratio.
0: What is point 09 percent? My bad.
2: <laughs> not good at you would, all. You would like
0: to see at least three guys in a top one hundred list. So you know, I know that there are prospects and we get all excited and worked up about them, but like, you have to remember there's a lot of teams in baseball and a lot of them uh, are much better at scouting and player development than you. So yeah. not a great ratio. The
2: prospectus list put everything in perspective because it definitely is not great to see out of 100. 100 people! We polled 100 people and only one represents the Phillies. I know... Um, B.R. B- Walkoff is also tweeting about their top 100 prospects list that they dropped. They've got some well-represented clubs. The Orioles have seven. Yeah, they're the good. The Padres have seven. The Cubs have six. You know, this puts into perspective, guys, when we're talking about possibly using Philly's prospects in, a, in a, any sort of a move that... There are other prospects and other organizations that are ranked higher than the Phillies. Our top prospect is not even able to play in 2024. Yeah. So, that in itself yeah. needs to put stuff in perspective. Yeah. Let's, so, let's, like, when know, everybody
0: talks about Mick Abel is untouchable, get a grip.
2: Right. Because compared to other teams, they have six, seven prospects that have cracked that top 100 list. Not to mention, as we all know, top prospects in general are just prospects, just potential. We don't actually know what that equates to. But the Phillies having just one in 100 no bueno guys yeah and if there
0: was uh if there was a situation where emmanuel classe or um devin williams became available yeah no mick abel is not going to prevent me uh, from (laughs) going and making the world series or the chances of making a real world series contending team uh, a strong possibility by adding one of those so Um, by the way who who, was number one on that list was it one of the two jacksons uh i didn't actually i would imagine i think jackson holiday was number one so my guess
3: is jackson holidays one, jackson cheerios too would I be, would. My uh, guess. Let me pull it up yeah. real
0: quick here.
2: I don't have access to those. Oh,
0: yeah. I have to I have to get the log. <laughs> okay. So to, never mind.
2: Yeah. It's
0: in my sheet. I'm yeah, not uh, automatically that in. My guess is, in. in some semblance, the top yes, five includes those, those the top two, two Pete Crow
3: Armstrong, um, the LSU guy. Is that Pete? Oh, uh, Paul Skeens. Yes, yeah. He's and definitely and, up and there. potentially Dylan Cruz may be in the top 10 at this point, but yeah. Skeens for sure. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: So just keep that in mind when we talk about Philly's perspective, prospects. All.
2: Perspective, perspective,
0: um, There was one signing yesterday that jumped off the paper at me, uh, and it was done by the Pittsburgh Pirates. It's not very often that a move of theirs uh, catches my eyeballs. Uh, but when you sign a 16-year-old <laughs> kid from Panama named Iverson Allen, you're going to get my attention. Um, Iverson Allen, he's a 6-foot, 160-pound outfielder, from Panama, uh, that is incredible. Uh, you know, I, your last name is Allen. You name your kid Iverson. I think we can all derive that clearly. The parents were big AI fans.
2: I I don't need to know anything else about this this guy. His name is the answer. It's it's everything <laughs> you need. He just sounds like a baller to me, and it's it's pretty it's 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 interesting. It's twisted by his parents. <laughs> Poor kid. (laughs) I know it's it's twisted by his parents because he put a lot of pressure on Iverson. But uh, to be able to be six foot, which is about the height of Allen Iverson, um, be a potential, you know, be a pro athlete. He's so far doing doing well. So IA, I guess you would call him he's not AI. He's IA. Is he the question? Uh, Is he what? Does that
3: make him the question? (laughs) If Allen Iverson's the answer, is he the question? (laughs) I'll see myself I think out.
2: Technic- <laughs> I'll see myself, yeah. I <laughs> I think my jokes are rubbing off on you, Tyler. I appreciate that. That was te- that was like a classic <laughs> me joke. Yeah. Um no, it was it was cute. It's fun. It's like it makes you think of some names that we've heard over the years that are like interesting. So Iverson and Allen, I I respect. Yes. Respect to you. Uh
0: we will get to the Down on the Farm <clears throat> report right after our guest here. Um, but we will get to Down on the Farm in today's. Tyler, you you put the hex on me. You said there's no way I can butcher this kid's name. We'll see about that. We'll see about that. You should
2: not. That'd be an Uh, issue. I don't know. It's pretty tough. I'd have a problem with that. Um, (laughs) Some other quick news as we get ready for our guests. We did see the Blue Jays sign right-handed pitcher Yariel Rodriguez to a four-year, $32 million deal. Also, some updates: The Yankees. It looks it is unlikely that the Yankees will sign Blake Snell after signing Marcus Stroman. That's of course John Heyman's terms. Unlikely, Um, and the Giants are the most likely candidate for Matt Chapman, according to John Heyman. So some more updates that have been coming around with that. And as we're getting closer to the start of the season, we're getting closer to game time. So take advantage of the game time app where you can buy your tickets, download the app today. And when you are as a first time user, when you are able to download it and use the code P-H-O-Y, you're also able to take advantage of a great deal, getting $20 off of your purchase. Game time app does a good job of providing you an opportunity to see great tickets at a good price, um, but also being able to see your seats. So now you have a picture of where you're going to be seated, getting a view of the court, the field, you know, whatever concert, comedy show game you're going to with the game time app, it makes it easy. And then you don't have to worry about fumbling at the door, trying to find your tickets. There's always a mad crowd. I swear, no matter how big the crowd is, there's always that person that gets to the front and they're not ready. Don't be that person. With the Game Time app, get to the door, scan easily, get in there, get to your seats, and enjoy your comedy show, your concert, or your game. So, again, download the Game Time app, use code PHLY, and get $20 off of your purchase.
0: We're, I'm going to a concert tonight on a school night, and my wife well, used Game Time you? to get the tickets. Yeah. Over wow. at the Fillmore, the Black Pumas. He's the cool dad. He's yeah. such a cool, yeah.
2: cool dad. Going a cool. Concert. You're going out on a thirsty Thursday
0: Thursday night. Yeah. yeah.
3: Ju- Julia's uh, coming Hi, with us. Renee, tomorrow. you ready, to do me and you, to do the show tomorrow? I know.
2: <laughs> Thank goodness I'm driving. This no, tomorrow. I'll be
0: fine. He can't go too hard to the hole on a Thursday. It's crazy. My so whole he week says, would be so off. let's make
2: note of that. Tyler mm-hmm. at 1235 on Thursday, James Edward Lynch quoted, I'll be fine. Yeah, I'll be fine. And we'll see what happens S- by 12 tomorrow. Speaking
0: of getting hammered, let's bring in our next guest. <laughs> uh you might know him on Twitter as absolutely hammered. It's A-H underscore Pod. Uh, check out his work. His name is Chris Jones, or he, as he said, I can introduce him as that piece of shit, Chris, uh, but absolutely <laughs> hammered, joins the show. Chris, uh, thanks for hopping on with us today, Man
3: You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from lips and ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with lips and ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's
2: L-I-B-S-Y-N-Ads.com.
0: Appreciate it. Maybe not.
2: I think Chris you might be muted. I will say though, I'm glad that I've learned his full name because I didn't know he was he's always absolutely hammered to yes, me. Yes. Uh, and I've we, always we been followed curious. each other
0: for a while on uh, on Twitter and I thought it was a, a previous account, and then uh, yeah, so I was like, uh, "It is Chris, right?" And he's like, "Yeah, it's Chris." Or hmm. you can call me that piece of shit if you want. And I was like, "No, oh, well, if you give me that opportunity, I mean, hmm. might, have- as well,
2: might as well run with it." <laughs> okay, I say. <was laughs> nice. Someone allows you to, to, yeah, sure. Yeah, but Chris
0: is a, a great follow in tw- in Philly's land. He does a ton of videos and nonsensical memes and all good, sorts I got of fun to hear all stuff. nice things about. Uh, so uh, we'll get him on momentarily. There's funny. always some Skype issues. <laughs> Uh, on our end it isn't an internet broadcast if there isn't a technical difficulty or two isn't that right uh and tyler we have the airplay screen yeah, here yeah <laughs> uh, happy thursday our pets heads are falling off uh but we'll get chris here in a minute gotta ask him about scotty jetpacks and uh he's a big uh, do something now dombrowski you coward uh meme guy so we'll see his feelings on the uh on that oh, slow-ish yeah. off-season. It's been now, what, like 60-some days since the Phillies made a move uh, mm-hmm. when they signed Aaron Nola. Chris, do you hear us?
1: Oh, yeah, I hear you fine. Can you guys hear me? Okay, Woo-hoo! there we go. Welcome in, buddy.
2: Nice to have you here. Yeah,
1: thanks. Yeah, I mean, I got to hear some nice things about me since this delay, <laughs> so that's, that's cool. You, uh,
0: in terms of Phillies' Twitter and, like, uh, accounts and whatnot, you're you're absolutely one of my favorite uh, accounts to follow you do a lot That's of great right. memes and videos and I know your buddies with our own John Foley uh, so it's great to have you on the show uh, we were talking about it Chris
1: Scotty Jetpacks a non-roster invite to camp your thoughts well I guess it's his year again for the fifth time right I mean want to take the shortcut and just go get Whit Merrifield who's already good and the same thing the guy they yeah. wanted Kingery to Kingery. be I think
0: uh, it'll be yeah fun, like always yeah <laughs> Yeah, I think uh, the hope and dream with uh, when Matt Klentak gave him that wonderful deal uh, was that he was going to become our Whit Merrifield, and it it never panned out. Um, But we'll see. Every time he comes, I'd be lying if I said I'm not going to pay attention. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm going to pay attention to him in
1: spring training. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, you kind of have to because if he did finally figure it out, that would be great. But uh, like you guys were saying, he's got to be better than Rodolfo Castro, and it's like, how can you not be? You know,
2: <laughs> yeah, well, I'm curious to know, Chris, where you are on prospects, because we have talked a lot on the show about the fact that people may often overhype prospects, Philly's prospects specifically. And then, of course, prospectus drops the list. We only have one on that top 100 list. It's just Andrew Painter, who's not even going to be able to play this year. Uh, are you on the, the bandwagon of protect the prospects at all costs or are you one that's understanding, hey, we've had prospects in the past that haven't panned out if you know if there's an opportunity that opens that's a better deal take the deal prospects
1: go <laughs> yeah i stopped prospect hugging last season um or 2022 sorry because my main concern was i didn't want to start trading our best pro- prospects before we showed that we could actually make it to the playoffs so like once that happened like once we made that world series run i do not care like i will pack Mick Abel up myself uh but again as long as it's responsible i guess but the longer it goes with this boring off season, the more I'm ready to just be like, uh, I don't care. Trade, whatever. Let's figure it out. Let's figure it out.
0: Yeah. So like Chris, it. what, are, what are, are your thoughts on this off season? I know you're a big Robert Stevenson guy, much like us. Uh, mm-hmm. If they did that, I would consider it, you know, a boring but successful off season. And then I think you use the trade deadline to upgrade whatever hole that might be, if it's outfield or possibly that six starter again. Uh, what are your thoughts on this quasi boring off season?
1: I go back and forth because I know it doesn't seem like it, but I try to be rational. And so like one day I'm freaking out because I'm like, but then I, like, I just have to look around. Nothing else is happening really. I mean, so then my rational side of me is like, all right, nothing's happening. Dave is waiting around like everybody else. And then the next day I'm freaking out again. It's just, you know, when you compare it to something like the Harper off season, they got so much done beforehand before, you know, we had to just focus on waiting for Harper. And so that, at first, I was like, it can't be as bad as the Harper one, but it, I feel like it surpassed that at this point. It's just, it's crazy.
2: Yeah, it is. It, it, I feel like we kind of all have those moments where it, it ebbs and flows. One minute, you're like panicking a little bit. The next minute, you're understanding, okay, nobody else is really doing anything major. It's qu- it's calmed down at this point. Obviously, the Dodgers, a whole different story there. Uh, but something else that we've heard as of recent, Rob Thompson's comments talking about leadoff. Now, we gave our projected uh starting lineups that we would want for the batting order rob came out and cleared the air he said look we've got a lot of options at lead off with trey and stott but at this point i don't think anybody can argue the fact that we've won a lot of games with schwerber in the leadoff spot and scored a lot of runs with him in the leadoff spot kyle schwerber stays at the leadoff spot are you for this or are you one that was kind of open to seeing something different maybe trey turner or bryson stott at the leadoff spot instead
1: uh last season i was still kind of like please push kyle back but as it went on and he just seems to do best there and rob really wants him there and kyle seems comfortable there i'm just like i don't care anymore like if that is what is actually going to work that i'm down for it he gets on base a lot and he's hitting behind you know he's hitting behind the kids who get on base a decent amount so it's not the worst thing in the world and especially if you're gonna probably going have in turn about second
0: yeah, yeah, I think when you have Rojas ninth and then kind of use it, if he can get on base a little bit, you know, get that speed on the base, path. I'm like you, Chris, I've just kind of resigned to it. I'm like, whatever, I can't fight this fight forever. I don't agree with it, uh, but the results are there and Plus it's Kyle been said he
2: likes to be, he wants to be at the leadoff spot. Yeah,
0: <laughs> it's just like, I, I don't have that fight left in me anymore. I know I'm going to lose. Uh, but Chris, I know you tuned in yesterday to Jonathan Papelbon. <laughs> uh, the reason we got him on, one was, I, I know he's a character. Uh, most of the responses on social media were like, "Why the F are you having this guy on?" Um, what were your thoughts on the interview in particular? His love of Carlos Ruiz, who is the most adorable Philly that's ever fillied, uh, and uh, his thoughts on Ruben Amaro Jr. and keeping this beef going.
1: <laughs> I when I saw you guys were having him on, I couldn't wait because I knew I knew there'd be at least like a couple moments where he's just going to say something crazy. I didn't think he'd go after Rube like he did. Like, I know he doesn't like him, but I didn't think he would just come out and say it, but I should have known better, I guess. Uh, Um, That was pretty funny. And then Ruben responding and just saying, Pat pitched well. Uh, That was pretty funny. (laughs) That was classic by Ruben to take the high road.
2: And it it felt almost like, go ahead.
1: What I wanted to hear was about Chooch, because you hear about how much every pitcher loves Chooch. And I never really saw anything out there with Papelbon. And if anybody maybe didn't get along with it, it might be him. And, of course, it was what you'd expect. Chooch is just the most lovable person on the planet. Chickens. I've got chickens. (laughs) Right.
0: (laughs) (laughs)
2: Panamanian redneck. That's all. Um, But it was great because I know we talked afterwards about how it was nice to see John in a different light, kind of. You know, I feel like he surprised a lot of people with his responses and how he was talking about his experiences and talking about Bryce Harper, clearing the air on a lot of things. And it just felt very mature and and professional in what he was saying, uh, which is kind of different than what we so- saw as him as the player. So for that reason, I think uh, we were surprised. What was your thoughts on just kind of overall how, how John just talked through Bryce, his experiences, Chooch? Uh, stretching naked, everything that we learned in yesterday's discussion, since you, of course, were a part of that as well.
1: Oh, man, that was the stretching naked thing definitely caught me off guard. But at that point in the interview, I had realized he really is just the guy. I think he is. So um, he's just he's just a nutball. Uh, It was surprising to hear him say that if he gave it one more run, he'd come to Philly to win. And I do believe that he's not pandering to us. I think he came here to win and he probably won another shot with Bryce and to get it done. But that was surprising
0: yeah i don't think he's one to pander uh i think he he just says what he thinks uh chris hector neris was one of our <laughs> four uh wanted bullpen names uh i think he removed himself from that list yesterday if the reports are accurate that he's looking for three years 50 million dollars your thoughts
1: i mean it was kind of a no for me before he asked for all that money just because okay he's gonna be 35 and look, like, his numbers still look good but um, he's like he's losing velocity, and I feel like he's one of those he comes here, signs that two- or three-year deal he wants for, what, $18 million a year, I think. I, I think he would, he would terrify me coming here. I don't think it would work out, especially when you see, when I see velocity dipping like that. I just get nervous. I'm like, nope.
0: So who, who is your uh, bullpen want list? I know you're big on Stevenson. Anybody else out there kind of catch your, uh, your wants and desires here with the bullpen arm?
1: Yeah, I mean, I gave up on Stevenson, Stevenson, even though I want him, because I don't know if you guys saw today uh, Matt Gelb of The Athletic. He did a piece today, and he flat out said Jordan Hicks and the Phillies had mutual interest. But like we thought, the Giants offered him a spot to start, so that was the difference breaker. And uh, he went on to say that, you know, that's Dave's typical mold for a reliever. He wants fast thrower, can go multiple innings. So now I think you just got to go back to another thing Gelb said at the start of the season. He identified early Phil Maton, because that guy does go multiple innings. He doesn't throw fast, but he strikes people out. So, I yeah, some yeah. yeah. movement for our Phil Maton
0: at this point. I I I got to be honest, yeah. it doesn't like thrill me, but it yeah. it's solid, you know. Like I'm not doing cartwheels outside around the block, but I acknowledge it's a solid baseball move.
2: Are there any specific names, Chris, uh, that you would be interested in? Because we've kind of been on the the co- kind of thinking at this point. We don't really know who's out there that makes sense in terms of free agents specifically, but. Who makes sense for the Phillies right now that has you jumping with excitement if when you hear the name? I mean, Hector Neris, Jordan Hicks would have been great, uh, but there's not a lot of names left. Which player would you feel like would make a great addition for the Phillies if they were to make a move?
1: It's so hard at this point because I think after they kind of gave Rojas, not you know, they didn't give him the job, but then they started backing off on the whole. Dombrowski saying it wasn't guaranteed. They were like, well, you know this and that I feel like they need some type of insurance for him I know Pache is gonna be on the roster too Like Tyler said and I guess he's supposed to be the insurance. I don't feel comfortable with that So I'd like if they could you know bolster that up and they need starting pitching depth I just it's like any name I would think of like Early on I thought maybe they would just go for a left fielder and I thought Jorge Soler might be one you can get You know for a couple years see how it works out but I think they just—they're. I think they're going to end up with Martian left, Rojas and center at least to start. And then this if it's so bad, bad. they it's just so address bad. it at the deadline.
0: I'm kind of down so bad in boredom. I'm going, hey, just get Tommy Fam. Like he's a guy that seems to show up in the postseason. He's a total whack job, and uh, you know, not that sexy in the regular season. But he's—he seems to have those postseason like onions a little bit. <laughs> I don't know. That's how bad I'm down.
1: How about Jock Peterson?
0: <laughs> Whatever happened to him? What the fuck was
2: that? We he was had a heard Philly the for Blue five Jays. <laughs> for five whole minutes. Then we heard the Blue Jays were apparently interested. And then we still haven't heard anything else. But yeah so bizarre. um But the one other thing I do want to talk about with you, Chris, that was bizarre. This happened many, many years ago. As we talk about. Former Phillies that removed themselves. This one removed himself from the game. Uh, John Crook. Now, the video uh, that went viral, Major League Baseball, was going through players' retirement and how their their final send-off. And we all um, remember at different points that moment. Now, for John Crook, when he had that slump, couldn't get a hit, final, finally gets a hit in the first inning, uh, hits a single, and then just disappears for the rest of the game. Frank Thomas was, was pinch hitter for him. Everyone's like, where, where is he? Um, he was home, drove home, got dressed, drove home, and then announced later, I'm retiring. Uh, you know, as he finishes his lifetime with a batting average exactly at 300. Classic John. You know, when you're talking about legendary former Phillies in that moment, um, what take us through how you felt when you kind of had – I. Seeing that circulate again, seeing that send off circulate again, reactions of the reminder of I'm retiring (laughs) from John Crook.
1: It's so on brand for him. I love it so much. Uh, Crook is just, he's been so good on the broadcast and it's just (laughs) like, I didn't even know that story originally. I just never heard it. And I was like, you know what? That makes sense. That is something he would do. And I appreciate him for it. That's how I want to go out. You know, when you're done, you're yeah. done. <laughs> you're done,
0: you're done. <laughs> yeah, he knew it. And uh, knowing John, he probably knew he was at 300 and just said, yep, no, I'm good. I'm going to end my career like this. hope uh, well, hey, Jose been Reyes been of did that for the batting you. title. So, Yeah, that's true. I forgot about that. Uh, Chris, it's been a lot of fun having you on. Appreciate your time. Uh, you can follow Chris on Twitter at AH underscore pod. Uh, he does a lot of Phillies work with a couple other people in town. You can always catch some great videos and memes Uh, Off of his account, very entertaining Phillies follow. Uh, We appreciate you hopping on. Yeah, thanks, guys. Yeah, thanks, guys.
1: Yeah, see you, Chris. See you.
0: There he is, Chris Jones. Runs uh, absolutely hammered. uh, Does a Phillies podcast himself with a couple other guys, and uh, uh, just a just a fun little Phillies discussion there. And you
2: know, Jamie, as we're talking about John, really quickly, um, we are at one point going to have him on the show. He's already said. Renee, I'm coming on. I'm, a com- I'm gonna come in studio when he's in Philly. He's gonna join us later on this spring. Um, I can't wait to to ask him about that moment. But
0: yes, that's a definitely a legendary
2: that. story that we'll, yeah. we'll we'll get to Cruc at one point one on the, the show. Oh yeah, one of a kind to for sure. about that. All
0: right, let's get <laughs> to the farm report. We got to go down, down on, on the, the farm, farm today, and I promise you, I cannot screw this name up.
2: I would really, I would kick you off the show if you
0: did. Hobert Moore, more <laughs> You're annoying. Uh, Robert Moore is today. Oh, that's it
2: for Jamie Lynch. Uh, <laughs> per yeah. Renee Washington, Jamie Lynch will no longer be on the show anymore. So uh, this is Robert. <laughs> mutually Moore. parted ways.
0: He's number 17 on our list. Uh, he fluctuates anywhere from you know 24th last year on MLB to as high as 16th on Fangraphs. I think Baseball Prospectus had him somewhere in that 21 range. Baseball America will find out shortly as theirs is about to be announced. Uh, we settled him in at number 17. He's a second baseman that has up the f- up the middle uh, defensive potential. Still 21 years old. Uh, he's from the University of Arkansas. Another one of these slender kind of build kids, five foot nine, 170. Um, him and Aiden Miller have started this Arkansas razorback uh, connection here to the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, his father is a major league scout, so he comes from a long line of uh, baseball uh, bloodlines. His dad, I think, works for the Royals in the he scouting was, he department. He used to be
2: the Royals president of baseball operations. Yeah. Dayton Moore.
0: Yeah. Um, I'll be honest, the name test... Doesn't really do much for me. Doesn't sound like a major leaguer. I don't know if this kid's <laughs> gonna make it or not. Uh, Robert Moore. The name. Uh, well, I think the baseball player name test is essentially everything. I, I, is Jamie Lynch? No.
3: Does that count a as baseball baseball player player not not no. a baseball player name?
2: No. What if you were
0: now, James?
3: Yeah. James. Jamie. James. <laughs> no, it
0: doesn't work. I'd have to go. Jim. James. What's the most baseball name of James, Jim, or Jamie? Probably JL. Jim. <laughs> Probably <laughs> Jim.
2: I, I, I guess think you need a I don't sound
0: like a major league baseball player. I
2: think you'd have to be Jay.
0: I think you'd have to combine your two names Jay and be Lynch. Jed. <laughs> yeah. Jay. Tyler Zuli, now, I can see that being a major league name.
3: Tyler, yes. Zooli, Tyler, no. Tyler's not <laughs> a little more Tyler's than Jamie a child's Lynch.
2: name.
0: Yeah. Well, anyway, Robert Moore doesn't <laughs> so pass the name test <laughs> for me.
2: <laughs> I know. Tyler Zuli definitely is much more baseball than yeah. James. Um, but Jay Lynch would be good.
0: So his scouting grade. J A Y. Jay. Yeah, Jay. like J-A-Y. Yeah, Jay, Jay Bruce, J Lynch. Yeah, I'm thinking
2: that.
0: Um, yeah, so his scouting grades for Robert Moore. Uh, he's a 45 on the hit scale. And again, this is the 20 to 80 scout scale that they use. Uh, powers a 40. Uh, his running ability is very strong at 55. His arm is 45. His fielding is his best aspect overall at 60. Overall, he comes out to a 40 on the scale. Um, not you know, something you're, you're running through walls about. He is a switch hitter. Uh, He has been powerful and productive from the left side, uh, though that flipped a little bit last year in 2023. Uh, He has sneaky pop uh, for his size. Um, He is likely to be a below average compared to his peers in terms of pop. Uh, He typically does a good job of expanding the zone and should make enough contact with good bat speed from either side. To be a potential average overall hitter in the end, uh, though his high A experiences were relatively rough. Uh, the switching yeah. in aspect, the defense—that's fun. The rest just seems kind of like, eh. Okay, good luck, yeah. kid. Like I hope you so make
2: it. So he's he's had a good uh, upbringing. Obviously, it helps his dad being Dayton Moore and being connected to the Kansas City Royals definitely helps. So Robert actually graduated early from high school. He went to Shawnee High School, not in New Jersey, Shawnee Mission East High School out in Kansas, and graduated early so he could enroll early in Arkansas. You know, that's the joke, Arkansas. Um, So...
3: oh jamie we just need you for the trifecta at this point we've hit we've hit our dad
0: joke um but
2: no you guys uh, I, everybody and calls you're, and it you're our the layup of dad well, jokes yeah.
0: skylar's so, big into the dad jokes right now so one i hit her with last night is what do you call an angry carrot a steamed veggie okay
2: <laughs> and i'm the one with bad jokes what do you call so, a horse in the
0: barn that fell over or what does the horse say in the oh, barn when no, he fell Oh, no, you
2: over? messed up the joke. That's yeah. just, oh.
0: I, I can't Wait, get Wait, start again. What does the horse say in the barn that fell over?
2: Nay. I'm I can't
0: giddy up. Okay. Hey, these okay. play really well to a four and a half year old, okay? I
2: like my Arkansas better. Okay. He, he evolved from I don't Kansas think she to Arkansas.
0: She wouldn't have got that because of the spelling. She All right. She wouldn't have tied the two together. Okay.
2: <laughs> yeah. Now we're judging jokes. Anyways, he graduated early from high school to go to the University of Arkansas early. And then at Arkansas, had a pretty good stretch in 61 games. And he had a slash of 283, 408, 558 with 16 home runs, 53 RBIs. Of course, he was in college during COVID. So that messed things up uh, after a decent freshman year. Now, professionally drafted by the Brewers, 72nd overall pick in 2022, signed for 800,000 and then made his professional debut with the Arizona Comple- Complex League Brewers. Now, he was traded to the Phillies. I know in the chat you guys are mentioning it back in November, along with Henry Mendez in exchange for Oliver Dunn. Now, for more, after having kind of just like a wonky stretch, I feel like a lot of players we have to keep in mind that are – in, that our prospects had to go through the whole COVID college experience. He was someone that was named to USA Baseball National Collegiate Team. He was someone that's been involved. He's had opportunities, I should say. I feel like he's, and I don't know if it was also through the help of his dad of knowing where to kind of go and and, and get opportunities and experience. But I feel like that was one of the biggest things I took from him, that maybe his numbers aren't the best but he's someone that's gotten exposure and so uh you know in 2023 with the wisconsin timber rattlers mm. um he played over 123 games with uh 233 three and eight home runs 62 rbis as we talked about his numbers and 33 doubles 26 stolen beats. so just a you know a guy that i feel like has exposure and i, I, I think, think exposure is huge
0: i feel like his potential. ceiling is a Bench player that can play in the Major and,
2: and I get the vibe from him, to be honest, that he's one of those players that's been given opportunities, but maybe wasn't talented enough for those opportunities because of having connections and having a dad that's involved with Major League Baseball. Unfortunately, it does sometimes allow you to get into these spaces. I mean, to be 17 years old playing college baseball because your dad probably encouraged you, hey, you know what? This is a great next step for you. A lot of people don't have that opportunity so i do agree i feel like maybe his talent's not there but it's more of like he's gotten the exposure and that's potentially helped him at least be in the conversation as a prospect yeah
0: it says you know he's got a great baseball iq and if he was a white football player uh they went with the high motor aspect for him if he's a
2: white football player yeah
0: you know how every white football player that's going to get drafted early they say has a high motor (laughs) they they're applying that to him so i would say (laughs) Basically, no shot. Um, right. I don't get the vibe <laughs> of him being
2: like overly athletic and extremely yeah, talented. Yeah, high motor I get, is basically code for like, he tried really hard. You got high IQ because you literally grew up in a baseball household where you l- learn the game through and through. You've got exposure. You've got connections. But maybe you're not as good as others. But you're in that spot because of those Yeah, he says, so.
0: well, and being a baseball, you know, son of somebody. Uh, oh, I think that the huge. instincts are there. The baseball IQ is there. Says he has a fringy arm strength that will likely keep him in the keystone long-term, and he could be an absolute asset there. The glove glove work is high, and his high motor give him a high floor, uh, and he could be everyday quality if he can swing it like he did when playing in Australia. He does. Yeah, it does
2: say above-average runner, gamer mentality, strong defensive player, ability to hold uh, down second base. Works his way up the ladder. so a hard worker. And overall, his his resume has been seen as impressive. Um, but as mentioned, it's just a solid pick that may have been uh, someone that was somewhere else picked in the first three rounds as well. So, I mean, I –
3: okay. I'm not – I don't know, guys. If this guy pans out, he might become Scott Kingery. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's <laughs> kind of what it sounds like. Uh, maybe Basically. give him some outfield experience as well. All right. Uh, we're going to get to our daily positivity. And this one is actually – uh, we're going to kick it to our Discord channel and one of our most active sickos in the Phillies Discord. Oh, and yeah. if you want to get access to the Phillies Discord or the Sixers, Flyers, Eagles, Union Discords, you just have to become a diehard here at allphly.com. I'm becoming a big Discord guy because it's, it's a nice, positive community. There's no trolls. It's just like good, open discussion. You know, we talk about anything. <laughs> the Flyers people are absolutely nuts on Discord. Uh, that that's just like a constant thread of paragraphs. Uh, Phillies is a little more, a little more tame. Sixers is a little bit, uh, you know, a lot of trade talk and rumors. And then the Eagles, uh, the room's on fire right now and everybody's going nuts. Uh, but it's a good time. So if you head to allphly.com you can become a, a diehard. You get the discord invite, you get merchandise discounts, you get discounts on trips and stuff we're going to do. Plus you get a free t-shirt and all that stuff. So it's, it's good shit. In other words, I,
2: I just chuckle every time you say I'm becoming a big Discord guy. I like it. Like I, I just, it, it, I'm there's just no really trolls. enjoying the Discord. Nobody's
0: like faceless in there. Everybody like has a name, and it's it's a, it's a good community. It's not Aww, it's not Twitter got, formerly as yeah, X. Yeah,
2: well, I never okay, I was never I never used got, Discord
0: like, before a this. A sports
2: community of friends yeah. you can chat with and no dickheads talk sports. No dickheads allowed. Dad jokes and other ridiculous things. That's Somebody cute. had a good
0: one. I think it was Dave P. It said, "What do you call it? a cow with no legs?" ground beef.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that one before actually. Got
0: him. I'll use that one uh, on Skype. I'll use, I'll use.
2: <laughs> I don't know. Do you think your girl's would do you think she'll get that?
0: Uh, I think I think God she'll laugh. She'll she'll humor me and laugh and not probably get it.
2: No, cuz I feel like ground beef you don't really understand
0: yeah if i laugh she'll laugh she's she's an easy audience <laughs> So
2: none of your jokes are good you just laugh so she laughs
0: mm-hmm. yeah basically. Jamie, jamie's reveling Did you, in have the, you done uh, the
2: basics of like where would the cat like to go for fun the movies like have you done those basics no
0: oh um, i just started getting into the dad jokes with her because she does she's terrible at telling jokes oh um, so she's like coming and telling me jokes and then i have to fake laugh with her her jokes don't make any sense, Renee. I know. <laughs> She's trying real hard. They're you not good. you to do yours, though? Um, so I'm trying to get on her level, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so this one goes to our member MJ Logan in our Discord for our daily, daily positivity. We called in the switch hitter off the bench here, and MJ Logan says this in our Discord. Sir Anthony Dominguez will make his $8 million club option for 2025 seem like a bargain. He shot out of a cannon and was the guy until injuries sapped his confidence. After a couple weird years, he's coming in in 2024, fresh off a normal offseason with normal prep and zero expectations. I might slightly disagree with the zero expectations. I've heard many conversations from everyone about Alvarado, Kirkareen, Hoffman, and Soto anchoring the back end of the rotation, and Dominguez is always left out of that group. This is the year Sir Anthony reminds everyone why they were at one time As excited about him as they are currently projecting Mr. Kirkering. I like it. I totally agree. Uh, I think there are some expectations uh, because, you know, Rob still trusts him uh, Mm -hmm. in those high leverage situations. So I think there are some expectations with him. I have more expectations for him than I do Kirkering uh, or Soto. And that's not to say Kirkering can't be better but I don't want to put that many eggs in the kids' basket until I've seen more at the major league level. Yeah, I know Sir Anthony can do it, uh, so I want to see it from him this year. And I think he's right. If he has a really strong year next year at $8 million, uh, that that could look like a bargain.
2: Yeah, I mean, the difference is you've got Orion, who's 22, and Sir Anthony, who's 29. So obviously the expectations are going to be different, that we're still looking at potential for Orion of what he can be versus Sir Anthony of what we've seen and what we'd like him to be if that makes sense. So I like this idea because I do feel like part of our manifesting positive thoughts for the Phillies is it goes all the way through the roster. You need players like some, unlike Sir Anthony to be better, to be great. I know John in the chat saying Sir Anthony was great in 2022. You need a bounce back year for him. We need to have a steady Sir Anthony and definitely someone that we're including in the conversation. We're seeing, we're, we're understanding why that deal, uh, was a, a good deal yeah so i'm i'm all for it i like, I like it. it mj logan 42 yeah, nice job good in the discord
0: and if any of you in the chat here are diehards or want to send us an email with a daily positivity from you we'll use it because yeah. that was number 13. 13. tomorrow number 13. i am up with number 14 and then we'll have 10 to go um all right let's get to guess that swing now yesterday was absolutely diabolical um I didn't see it coming. I feel I hoodwinked, bamboozled, led astray,
2: okay. run amok. Okay. Chris. Dad joke, Calm it down.
0: Sit Chris, down our social there. media director. Stephen A. <laughs>
3: Smith, relax.
0: Yeah, like, relax. I feel hoodwinked, oh. bamboozled. Dick can do pictures. <laughs> this is a guess that Swing. We my never gosh. clarified this. Pitchers hit for 110 years, They don't Jamie. anymore. They don't anymore. And we're better off for it, Tyler. <laughs> I don't have to watch Jamie's hitters. Jamie's
2: just mad because he finally took an L, and I'm thrilled that it happened.
0: Uh, Will, okay. if you're looking for the Discord link and you're a diehard and haven't gotten it yet, uh, my email is in my Twitter account, at J.E. Lynch Jr. Send me an email, and we can try Look and sort you. out uh, any issues for you if you're having one there. Look at um, you, Discord guy. Look at such an expert of the discord no hardly at all andrew (laughs) frazier is our discord guy uh but yes we'll send me an email and we'll try to get you situated there matt
2: said he got yesterday a couple people there were some people that did yeah yeah. a
0: couple people on on twitter got it (sighs) one guy said it was the skinny ass that did it for him he knew it was was the
2: height too and everything it looked like camels. yeah but i wasn't thinking that
0: i wasn't either (laughs) now i know pitchers are apparently on the table which makes this game even
2: harder Dating back to 2006.
0: All right, Tyler. Let's hit us oh, with no. today's. Oh Yes, no. oh, no. that swing. Flash. Ooh. <laughs> mm. Okay. Uncle Baby Billy. Um, uh, 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 it's a short fella. Uh.
2: Mm, I don't know the answer. Mm, Mm. mm, My gut,
0: I feel like, is wrong. Mm. Okay. Uh, The right hand is on. Mm. That's a lefty, actually. Mm. Right?
2: See, all these to me. You you don't get to play this
3: game of. No, it's alright. It's alright. It's alright. The left leg.
2: I cannot stand this because technically I can see it both ways. No, you can't. I see the inverse. I do. I mm. do. I do.
0: I do. I do. I do. Yeah, no, the right hand's on top. Yeah. Yeah, The right. Like,
2: I feel like my gut is not both ways depending on where they are. Mm. All right. Yeah, I have that. I guess JT every other day. See, I find myself, I've got recency bias where I only want to guess players from like this team.
3: So here's the thing I will tell you this
2: Paul Revere.
3: The he's (laughs) JT's more upright. In his follow-through.
2: Oh, so it's not JT.
3: I, I'm going to give you it's not JT. I had another catcher but in mind J- as my gut. JT is far more upright Here than ones. this. This is a pretty bent back leg. Yeah.
2: <sighs> you guys are annoying. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But
0: Great American ballpark. Cincinnati. I think John sequella has got it. So to Gucci. I don't think that's it. Um.
2: Mm, 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 Well, that's Mm. not my person. He's a righty.
0: Man, this is a tough one.
2: I don't like this game.
0: Because usually it comes to me fairly quickly. Like, I can picture it. Oh,
2: usually I know it, Bernie. Wait, Renee,
3: uh, the the chat is pointing this out. Did you say Paul Revere?
2: No, because (laughs) Mickey was saying Ben Revere, so (laughs) I said Paul Revere. (laughs) As a joke, guys, it's a joke. I know who Paul Revere is. Hmm.
3: Beware the tale of the midnight ride. All right, I'm Tyler
2: for
0: Phillies player. I am not <laughs> the confident <midnight> ride. <laughs> here at all, Tyler.
2: I am I am that student right now because I don't know the answers. That's just gonna throw out blasphemy to completely disrupt the A student that is James Edward Lynch.
3: All right, Jamie's answer is locked in.
2: Okay, what?
3: But, by the way, it is Thursday. We didn't get any trivia today either.
2: Well, we had a lot on the show sheet. We're gonna do it tomorrow.
3: Oh, okay. All right, I, I guess. I know. I I, was, don't
2: I li- actually forgot my book. It's oh, the real, okay. It's in the. It's in my bag. I forgot to bring it back.
0: I have very little confidence in my answer. Oh Pete brother. Pete Borges. I love some of the names that get pulled in this game. Pete Borges. I saw a great meme yesterday. It was like, "Sorry, babe, can't come over." Me and the boys are naming random right fielders again. All
2: right. I think I. I, I think I have can't an answer. Tell you how
0: many times I've done that.
2: <laughs> I think I have an answer. Pete
0: Happy. Jim Cunningham with a Pete Happy shout out. Mm, yeah, I was thinking ba- Paul's Boutique ba- also ba- CMC, ba- not ba- Paul Revere. Uh, I might listen to some Beasties on the way home. I can't Maybe be my that. answer.
2: That guy's not a good answer. Oh, no.
0: <sighs> Tyler, does my guess suck? Do you see my guess? I see your guess. It doesn't suck. No. Okay. I'm not going to tell you if you're right or wrong. Yeah, it, fine. it doesn't suck. All right. Because uh, I've gone back and forth here.
2: Rod Barajas. All right, I'm texting you in five seconds.
0: Uh, Spiral Out wishes you a happy third Thursday of the new year, right? Oh, uh,
2: thank you, Spiral. You know, I love that Spiral Out's very consistent and pays attention to these things. See, it's it's all about the little things and You're killing
0: Dr. Nighthawk with your mbop <laughs> And you did it to Julia earlier. It's stuck
2: in my head, guys, so I'm I'm spreading it to everybody else. Mm, bop,
0: we have a meeting bop, after the bop, show. Bop, I don't, don't want to hear. Bop. No, stop. Oh, no, we're going to have a meeting
3: after the show, and it's called You Just Got Us yeah, Cancelled. Yeah. We just got copyright strike. <laughs> Thanks for playing.
0: Yeah, Larry yeah. Christensen, no, John Sequel. Oh, Actually, LC a. is a good friend of my buddies. I sit in his room. I don't seat I do even Thank have an you, answer. I don't have
2: an answer. What do we have in the chat? You just, just got to
0: give me something. Right, you're just going to have to guess. Oh, man.
2: Oh. Tojo.
0: Wow, there's a name.
2: Oh no! Freddie Garcia. If I'm that's Joe just Bland, go and I'm in. done. This is freaking hard. All right, all right. I have it. I have. I have an answer. It's not right. But whatever. My recency bias is really messing me up here. Where's my texting thread, Tyler? Text coming in five. Okay.
3: Four. Three. Two sent. That's All right, fast. so get it. uh both of you chose a catcher. And uh is both of, of you are wrong because uh. it's not a catcher. Uh one know, of the ugliest know. base uh. hits I've ever seen came off this man's bat, and it propelled the Phillies to a World Series run.
0: And it is Jimmy Siggs. Oh, uh. I, it's funny that it's Segura because I always joked about his cake. He, he had a big ass. But he didn't. I was looking at the thighs and I was going, damn, that right thigh is like pretty muscular. How did I not get Gene? Damn it. I was focused on his lower half. That's what she said. <laughs> yeah, that's my... I'm, this just is, this, I, I, I'm aware of what you're doing. How this
2: did is, I not get Gene? That
0: was my, damn it. That it's was my dist-
2: lower half.
0: This is my distraught. Still look.
3: trying to figure out how he made contact with the pitch in Game One All of the right. N-O- the NL N-O Wild Card against the Cardinals. Still can't tell you how he did it. Poked <sighs> it through the hole and it, it couldn't tell Damn. you. Man.
2: I'm just happy Jamie got it wrong. <sighs>
0: Selfishly, Jamie For the record, I I voted uh, chooch. Because he came up on yet. See, this is where I was thinking too hard about it. Because he came up on yesterday's show with Papelbon. Not I thought Chris was going to capitalize on Chooch. I saw a <laughs> short right-handed man. And I, I went to Chooch. So, and who did you guess? JT? Because
2: I just always. I just, I'm just i just going to continue guessing the same rotation of people. Damn. And one of them will be right.
0: Mean Gene. How do you, I, I how do you feel,
2: sp- Jamie? You got too long like, in a
0: row. I like Gene Segura a lot. It, how does it make
2: you feel? It, Are you okay?
0: Two in a row. You were seven, well, for seven and now you've got
2: you've gotten two wrong. Yesterday
0: was I, I feel vindicated from because I didn't know pitchers were on the table. I think I was I was sandbagged. This
2: makes me wish I had done our Thursday trivia to, to beat you down some more and mm. get some more wrong answers out of you.
0: Mean Gene, how could I? Wow. Uh, well, that's it for us today here on the PHLY Phillies so podcast. In you. Uh, I stink at this game now. All of a sudden um and then we're gonna put that out online and see if other people can get it maybe they'll focus on his ass wow (laughs) geez i mean i don't see you like lighting the world on fire here renee (laughs)
2: oh no i like i said (laughs) i'm fully the f student right now yeah i'm failing but my job is as you know, as a former class clown, when I can't do, if you can't do well academically, it's just my job to bring you down, also.
0: Well, thanks for that's that. That's what I'm here for. Mean Gene. How could I miss him?
2: And we'll have trivia tomorrow.
0: Yes. And we'll have John Foley on tomorrow, who's been spending the week uh, with the Phillies Community Service around town. So he's been going to all their events, talking to Rob Thompson and Orion Kirkery. Yeah, so that's
2: encouraging my we will bullying. Ge-
0: we will talk with John tomorrow and have our typical Friday uh weirdness and there's a snowstorm coming so everybody uh be safe out there on the roads if you got to travel and uh we will see you tomorrow at noon uh for the phly phillies podcast thanks to everybody for hanging out with us live or if you listen later we appreciate you uh hit that like button and uh we will see you tomorrow <laughs> we all